hello, this is the Elite Rugby Banter, the podcast about rugby. This will be the first time that we're going to be doing an interview segment uh, with anybody, in fact. So uh, I'd like to please welcome Tom Davies uh, as part of, we'll call it the ERB Couch. We have no idea what it's called. Uh, Tom, how are you? Great. Um, Adam, thanks for having me on here. And hello to your listeners. It's honored to be your first uh, guest. Yeah, no, well, no, thank you. I think you're doing us a great a great service by, by even being willing to, to step into the cauldron uh, as such. We've had other people on the pod before, but a, a formalized interview setting uh, as such as this is certainly a unique factor. And I think the subject we're going to be chatting about is quite unique. Uh, so just if you want to know a little bit about Tom and the reason we are chatting to him today, Tom uh, Davis, he works for Resource Design, uh, if that's correct, soft software engineering uh, in Johannesburg. That is correct, yeah. yep. Yep, um, and they, uh, in, co- in collaboration with Times Square, which is a design slash advertising agency in Johannesburg, they've come up with a very interesting tool called Ruggabot. Uh, Ruggabot, in a nutshell, is a, and, and Tom will correct me once we start chatting about it, a predictive analysis tool for all the games taking place in the rugby world cup where it gives you a predicted score margins anybody on super brew you should be listening this might be very very interesting and it's going to be doing so for over the course of the world cup uh, uh, as of today because i know this will be coming out on sunday today is thursday the 26th of september uh, it's only gotten two games wrong which is the South Africa-New Zealand game. And I was quite surprised, because the, the prediction changed, I'll ask Tom about that now, and the Uruguay-Fiji game. The fact that those are the only two games I got wrong in Superbury makes me feel a lot better as well, because, I mean, technology is not, isn't also keeping me up with my pace. Uh, so, Tom, can I please tell me what uh, was the inspiration behind designing this uh, analytical tool? And by the way, uh, ladies and gents, if you want to find it, you can find it, and let me see if I can find it here. It's rugabot.com. Uh, it's just right there. So what inspired the the creation of Ruggabot? Um, Adam, to be honest, it was a conversation I had with my eight-year-old son. Uh, he's nearly nine, but he's he's become sports mad over the last uh, few years, and particularly the World Cups. You know, we had the World Cup cricket earlier. Oh. But then he asked me, Dad, is there any way that we can know who will win the World Cup? And instantly I said no. I mean, we have an idea. But then it got me thinking that there might actually be a way we could try to predict it. And uh, as soon as I got into the office that morning, I chatted to the colleagues and said, you know, do you think that we can use some of these fancy machine learning tools available online now and try gather, scrape some stats mm. and figure out if we can use it to predict anything? Okay. Um, and I know reading, reading up on Ruggabot, you've, you've gone back very far into rugby history into, uh, please if I get the date wrong, like 1895 or something around that. You've sourced statistical information from um, ESPN if I understand correctly. That's correct. We haven't actually used all the information going okay. back to 1892 or 96. Um, but we, we, we have um, looked at, because I think the game has evolved quite significantly over the time. Yes. We, we kind of um, refined the data that we used um, to limit it to what we think is the modern era of the game. Okay, and uh, so then what, would that, what was that cutoff period then for, uh, for, for, for the modern definition, I guess? Uh, from 2001 is okay. uh, currently our latest models using. Yeah, I think there might be a few people upset that you didn't include our Rugby World Cup win in, in 1995, but I think it's a completely uh, very reasonable decision. And so then how long did how long did it take uh, yourself, or was it you and your team, or other individuals, to, to build Ruggabot? Um, it was actually quite quick. Uh, luckily, we, there was uh, some Frenchman who created a scraper for ESP and Scrum, so we didn't have to write that whole component, and we got the data... Within three days, I think we had scrapped the entire database of ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
then to train the model, uh, it took a, um, probably another two or three days of debating which data should be included. Um, we couldn't use all the data immediately because there were some missing chunks missing and some stuff we couldn't collect immediately. Um, but then I, I would say from concept to first version was two weeks. And then um, Times Square, we got in touch with them and said, look, we have this data and we want to present it in a great way. Can you guys help us out um, to display it in a way that's uh, easily readable to the visitors? Um, and they, they took a few days and we marked it up and put it online. So in total, three weeks. Uh, so when did you actually go live uh, with, with the Ragabot site? Um, I'll have to check it here on the analytics, but I think it was on the 16th or 17th of um, September. Okay, so literally pretty much just prior uh, to the kickoff uh, of, of the Rugby World Cup. I did notice when your initial predictions came out um, and uh, a... A, uh, I'm going to say a colleague and acquaintance of yours at Times Square who I happen to know um, who happens to be the link between the two of us uh, Graham, he, he let me know so then I, I, busy, I looked at all the predictions and I was like yes, 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 yes and I saw South Africa New Zealand and your, your algorithm well to use that word, initially had New Zealand winning by 14 minutes so I messaged Graham saying oh, you know, that's a bit strong, 14 points and in fact it turned out 10 but I noticed that the score changed uh, as well prior to kickoff, uh, so I wasn't on the site the whole time. So does the the algorithm or uh, the bot, to, to say that, adjust in real time based on the information fed into it? Like what sort of information and parameters bar, bar past results also influences the, the the prediction that it spits out? So there the are two parts of this. Uh, one is that we we're constantly refining and retraining the model, okay. um, which basically means we we plug in all the historical data. And that weights the parameters and gives them, uh, you know, how, an in, uh, weighting to the, how it influences the outcome. Um, so that that model gets retrained as new data comes in, or we have new insights into how we can use the data. Mm. Um, so, so that would be, you know, how we how we fine tune the engine. Um, then the other part of it is as the as matches are finished, or and as ESPN Scrum updates their data, we plug that into that engine and get a different result. Um, the New Zealand South Africa game, we are we we were actually weren't sure what to do because we noticed that in New Zealand South Africa games there was a very strong uh, home away advantage, uh, home team advantage, and New Zealand uh, obviously in a World Cup you don't have a home team that's on a neutral ground, um, and when we plugged New Zealand in as a home team and South Africa as the away team, uh, New Zealand won, and we turned it. Uh, okay. Okay. That, that's actually that's actually very interesting because, um, in a sense, neutral ground beyond World Cups and the hosting team, uh, that's something that's almost like a an outlier or an anomaly in terms of the data sets that you that you're using. Well, I guess is that is the are these the sort of statistical challenges that that uh, are posed to yourselves as uh, programmers in, in that sense to try to figure out nuances for nuances sort of data. Uh, the sort of stuff that hasn't been that, that doesn't quite conform to standard data sets, if you want to use that term. So are you guys learning on the go at this stage? Precisely. Um, yeah, uh, we we aren't machine learning experts, although we've written software that makes use of machine learning. We well, this is the first time that we've had to really get into the statistical analysis of it, um, and getting rid of that home away advantage was a bit tricky. Um, but we've got it down now. Now uh, our model has has accounted for that and removed the bias. Um, but 
you know, people have said to us, or machine learning experts have said, uh, you have to be very selective with your data. It's not a case of just throw everything at it and see what sticks, uh, as some people believe machine learning is. Um, we realized very quickly that well, sometimes by adding an extra field, for example, the weather, um, your model actually gets worse, not better. Um, <laughs> so in terms of how many parameters then, uh, I could obviously pass results. I imagine that that makes a lot of sense. So then in terms of what you scrape from ESP, ESPN and, and other data, what other what other data is included? Are you even including like player data, like player win-loss records? How deep does it go? Or you keep it at a relatively high level at this stage? Or, or, or I guess is it changing all the time to ensure that the accuracy of the model improves the more data that is fed into it? So we're constantly trying to improve it. In fact, we're working on a monster of a model at the moment mm. that takes... 670 data points per game uh, and plugs that in. So uh, that's for 1,540 internationals in the last, since 2001. Um, but the, the, the gathering that data and making sure it's accurate is quite tricky. The, yeah, the, the yeah. model on rugabot.com, uh, that takes, it's, it's got a field for each player, which is our sort of scoring right. um, that we've, we've, we've waste, based weighting uh, on um, factors like try scored. Um, passes, kicks, runs, um, and field fields. We've got for each player in a match, we've got about 30 fields that we managed to scrape from ESPN Scrum, um, and we derive a, a player score for that. Um, we obviously plug in the look, the venue, which ground the game is played at, um, what the rank of the team is uh, at the time of the game. So the IRB rankings, I think they're World Rugby rankings, they're called now. Mm. Um, and that, that make, that's the biggest um, significant uh, parameter is what the ranking of the team is at the time. And then um, we've tried things like referees, um, but the data that we have on that isn't uh, – we aren't sure that, that we have all the right data. On, yeah, on I, I don't think the referees are sure of the, the data on the referees, uh, I must say. You're probably not alone in, in, in that sense. So, sorry, uh, please continue. Um, yeah, and we've – so at the moment, I think for the existing um, Ragabot.com model, there's about uh, 40 data points per game uh, that we rely on. Okay. And, so then, in yeah. a sense, over the, over the course of the World Cup, um, I, I don't have the, the number off, off my head about how many games there are in a World Cup. So it's almost 40 data points times 40, and uh, from game 1 to 10, the data is at a certain level of maturity, and then I'm, I'm not a data scientist whatsoever. I don't really know much about this stuff. And almost... Every time, every time a game takes place, in a sense, you're busy tweaking your formula because you know a bit more. Uh, as well, especially since you said, even though you work in the software, software sector, you're not experienced in, in machine learning as such. So, from from your own perspective, how have you found the experiment, particularly with a uh, a sport such as rugby, that in in certain senses, particularly more modern, modern times, is quite data rich? Have you found it to be quite a valuable exercise uh, for yourself and your colleagues at Resource Design? Absolutely. Um, well, firstly, we we didn't think that we could make a model that was any better than a guess. Um, but uh, you mentioned Superbrew mm. earlier. I think Ruggerpot's on top of four or five Superbrew pools at the moment. Oh, so, so actually you're busy feeding, um, you, you have, I guess, a, a profile as Ruggerpot. That, that's all right. Okay, yeah. okay, great. Okay, yeah. So if you if you want Ruggerpot to join your pool, just uh, send us the link and we'll get him to join. Um, but we've... We were after going through the first simplistic model and then refining it slightly, we realized that we had quite a, uh, um, uh, something that could predict slightly better than a guess. Mm. Um, 
and refine that a little bit more, and we've got something that, that's quite accurate now. Um, you know, you can, we're never going to be able to predict uh, the, a game like today's game, um, where it was quite an upset, and everyone expected that Uruguay wouldn't win. Mm. Um, but for the most part, we, uh, we've uh, managed to get the games within sort of 10% of the point score, and um, the most exciting was when we got, the, got it exactly right. For example, the France game. Yes. Uh, yeah, I know on, on our own podcast, we were uh, in consternation trying to figure out which way to go on that game between France and Argentina, two teams that have a certain element of unpredictability to them, but you managed to nail on the money. And, and, and as you just said right now, uh, just before we started chatting, I just went through all the results that Ragabots predicted, more or less, that's very, very close, bar the odd outlier. Like, uh, Ireland's heavy one over Scotland. I wouldn't have expected Ireland to uh, have beaten Scotland so heavily, for example. Uruguay, Fiji, as you noted. And then when it comes to South Africa and New Zealand, the sort of data, especially because it was day two of the tournament, uh, you, had not, you had not yet had the opportunity to account for neutral uh, neutral uh, ground, as to say. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the results then speak to themselves. Sorry, let me turn the phone off that. And then just last, I just want to ask, in terms of the rugby... <laughs> The rugby following. Are you, are you also a big rugby fan? Uh, and are you and your colleagues in the office? We're huge rugby fans. Um, I, I've got uh, three children at home, so I don't, um, I'm not as into it as I was when I was at university and just afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, still, always a diehard book supporter. I support the Lions. Um, yeah, I catch every game I can, basically. Yeah, so um, as a Lions fan, then you very much understand a, a feast and famine, well, rather famine than feast. We went through the dark period, uh, if anybody's listening listening now, on the pod, they keep telling me I'm a Bulls fan, because, you know, they, I admire the Bulls professional setup, but um, that's not true, I'm just going to let you know right now, I, I'm indeed a Lions fan, and uh, we had a good time as well, and what uh, what have you thought thus far of the Springboks performance at the World Cup? It's only only one game, uh, as a small sample, I'm sure Ragabots are still learning about that too. How are you feeling for the rest of the tournament uh, and the Springboks' chances? Look, I'm feeling positive. Uh, I think that there is, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of banter on, online about the, the mm. refs' calls. Um, yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't know if I should comment on that or not, or my feelings on that, but um, I think that we... <laughs> We had a good game, and I think that we could play a lot better. Um, but I, for the most part, I'm positive. And funny enough, we, when we plugged um, the data into the, mm. the refined version of the model, we, we actually had Springboks winning the World Cup. Uh, I really hope that happens, but I wouldn't put any money on it just yet. No, especially with the referees. Uh, I just I did find it quite funny uh, that the referee data is, is a little bit inconsistent, which is, I think is what you can say um, about the referees. Um, Tom, thank, it's been such a pleasure uh, chatting to you. Just thank you so much just for spending a bit of time with me and uh, chatting just so our listeners on ERP can just hear about this. Uh, just If you ever want a final word uh, about Rogobuts, is there anything we should be looking out for? Or should we just keep monitoring the scores and, and seeing how it goes, uh, just to see how, how successful you guys are and trying to predict the, the accurate result? Um, the only thing I think I should mention, my lawyer says that you must tell people that this is information for uh, entertainment purposes only and don't place any bets or blame us if you lose any money because of Rugabot. <laughs> you know, this, this we understand. I, I'm always trying to avoid us getting sued uh, just for saying naughty things. So I'm always busy stressing guys, you know, this uh, allegedly, reportedly, so on and so forth. So uh, if you are listening, uh, just to repeat what Tom said, do not please use Rugabot as a betting function. It's, it's just, a, just a quote, Tim. It's for entertainment purposes only. Uh, it, it, anything beyond that is your own responsibility and there's no liability passed on to the developers of that product 
whatsoever. Um, so there, I got you covered, Tom. Uh, thanks again very much for speaking to me. Very much appreciate it. And I wish I wish Rugabot, I guess, the best of luck over the course of the World Cup. Thanks, Adam. Uh, hopefully we, we get the rough, a few predictions right, the final especially. Yeah, jeez, and, and the box winning. Jeez, uh, I was a bit upset that we lost. But anyway, uh, yeah, that, that's going to do it uh, just, just for our interview, and we're going to return to the rest of the podcast. <laughs>